Hey, everybody. Woo! Hold your beer up, baby. Let's give a little cheat. Oh, I got, I got my whiskey going on. Oh, you got whiskey. Here's episode 21. Legal. We're legal. <laughs> I know. The drinking episode. It's the drinking episode. There's no bartender here to give me free shots, though. I mean, I paid for these. I know, right? Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 21 of the Fresher and Parlance show. Hi, everyone. I am Parlance. And I'm Fresher. And welcome to our Google Hangout and future podcast. Well, no, it's a YouTube show. Oh, yeah, YouTube show. Yeah. A podcast or a hangout, even though it manifests as a hangout while we're recording it live. It's still on YouTube. Yeah, so deal with it. Deal with my, my way of saying it. I'm telling the people, not you, Jeremy. That I know. It's well, not I mean, a Google Hangout. There's a lot of confusion about what kind of a thing we're putting on here. I, it's, a, it's a YouTube show. Yep, we already have one listener. I hope it's Mr. Tom Brew, our number one fan. Yeah, oh, and Tom also. I uh, have my backup Heineken here also, so I can drink along the unofficial official drink of uh, our show, I guess. <laughs> I feel like I'm. I'm not. This is not going to make it. I didn't bring another one, so I. I think I'm. Yeah, no. I. I'm, I'm full on here. I got my whiskey and Heineken <laughs> <my> here. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Um. So. It's an exciting event. I mean, we're getting up there. We're almost at a half year. It's exciting. I know. My goal was at least a year. So. <laughs> so how was your week? My week was all right. It was a. Uh, it was nice to, you know, I didn't do anything super crazy because I was going around a lot recently, so it was nice to do some stuff at home. But it was it, a long weekend. It was. Well, does that count? Wait. What happened on the long Oh, yeah, no, I just, I didn't do that much. But yesterday they came and cut down the giant tree in front of my house, the city did, because uh, it was kind of like in the power lines or something. So that's a thing. That's cool. I'm glad to have that tree... Even though it kind of sucks to get rid of trees, it was like dripping sticky stuff all over my cars, so that's cool to not have. That's what she said. Oh! Hey, all over my cars, yeah. yeah she this dripping, was on the outside. Dripping sticky stuff all over my car. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so you Monday, you just you just you you didn't do anything super fun? No, uh, I actually barbecued at my parents'. Classic <laughs> Memorial Day type situation. Yeah, so uh, I went to Chelan with the wife, Lake Chelan. It's pretty exciting. It was pretty good. The, here's what I didn't know. Had I been warned I might not have gone on Memorial Day weekend, is that apparently Memorial Day is the time when every single college student in the state of Washington and elsewhere converge on Lake Chelan. It is. I mean, I probably... I guess I wouldn't have been able to call that out straight away, but... It's not that surprising. I've definitely heard of that. I've never yeah. been, personally. Um, well, it was pretty crazy because there was... there was So they apparently... So we were doing the adult Chelan, whereas everyone else was doing the drunken vomit in the bushes Chelan. Or... <laughs> the college Chelan. Yeah, the college Chelan. Oh, it's college Chelanigans. Oh, no. So there's a there was a comedy club there <laughs> called... There was a comedy club called Shalanigans. No way, that's really good. But but I was like, God, what comedians would want to come to Lake Shalan? And then I walked by it. It was like closed for business. So 
so Shenanigans just did not did not take off. Did not take off. Well, it's a great name. So everything closes at nine p.m. in in Chelan, Lake Chelan. That's weird. Even bars and stuff. You like, think? well, no, bars. I think bars might be open, but everything else, restaurants, everything else closes early. Yeah, that's better than Portland. Everything closes like six. That's dumb. <laughs> six p.m. Yeah, that is pretty dumb. So I was at Safeway. I do want to get. Hold on. I'll, let's. Let me go back. To Getting off track here already. We're only in the first like five, five minutes. minutes. I know. <laughs> so I we were. I'm I'm a big fan of wineries. We've talked about this before. So I was hitting up. Chelan has maybe I don't know forty wineries, and some That's, of which are estate wineries. You know, so they grow their grapes right there on the property. On the lake. On the banks. So on the banks. So kind of like on the like the the hillsides around the lake itself. Hmm. And uh, so we were doing a bunch of wineries, and we went to this one place, and the lady's like, oh, you, did you get a wristband? And I go, no, what are you talking about? Oh, wristband, what are you talking about? She's like, well, you know, this is the weekend when all the college kids come in, and every hotel gives wristbands. For what? To, to, to keep the, 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 the riffraff off their property. Huh. And he's like, and we also hire 30 additional policemen. So did you, it's basically an adult wristband? Well, I didn't get a wristband, but the kids get the wristbands, the teenagers. Oh. So when we were checking in, we immediately knew because there was, like, the college-age check-in area. Yeah. And then there was the adult area. So when we were checking in, they were like, oh, we're put, we're upgrading into a Lakeview room because uh, we're, we're pulling you away from all the kids. That's nice of them. So we, they did that, but they didn't give us any wristbands. Wait, I thought you didn't want the wristband. I didn't want a wristband, but they didn't give me one. This is my point. So they were giving the kids one, and they... But here's the thing. Security is everywhere. Yeah. And you I just always, look legit. You didn't need a wristband to prove your legitimacy. Right. But here's the thing. When uh, on the Saturday... I believe maybe it was Sunday evening, I was walking my dog out in the park, and it was like 9.30 at night. Still like twilight, you know, because it stays really... Yeah, what? I know. I was worried maybe it was going to be light for our show, actually. It'll ruin my lighting. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, a big, burly security guy, as I'm walking... My, by the way, my dog is, like, this big. He's, I mean, you can't get perspective here, but, you know, 15 inches long. It's a fairly small dog. Yeah, it's, like, 11 pounds. It's, like, the least manly dog. You, yeah, it's not the least manly, but it's bordering on the least manly dog you could possibly have. <laughs> So I'm a big guy walking this little dog. Clearly, I'm not a troublemaker. <laughs> and yeah. as I'm walking, walking into the property to get up the stairs, big burly security guys like, "Where's your band?" I'm like, "What? What band? I'm not." Did no you band. say band or wristband? Because I would assume that he thought you were in a band. Right. I yeah. No, I think he said, "Where's like, your wristband?" Oh no, they didn't come with me. No, my drummer is back in the room. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the, Who's Anthony? So he, so um, he, he's like, Where, where's your wristband? I'm like, I, I don't have a wristband. They're like, everyone has a wristband. And I'm like, clearly not everyone has a wristband. I have, I don't have a wristband. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, well, uh, all right. And I'm like, I'm not a, so I immediately, I got a little defensive and I was like, I'm not a college stage student. <laughs> really? You said yeah. that? Yeah. I am not like, I'm not, do I look like I'm a college-age student? And he's like, uh, you know, not, not really. And I was like, uh, I do have a room key. 
Oh, yeah, I know. That's, like, way more proving. <laughs> I'm like, I have a room key. And then he's like, oh, oh okay, just, you know, just go go ahead. What room, what room are you in? Like, double-check and just get his authority back. Yeah, like, just, like, you know, gives us some hard questions. Yeah. I'm like, I'm in 408. And he's like, okay, all right, all right, go ahead, go ahead. You're good. You're good. But then I was thinking about it. If I were a drug dealer, I mean, this would be a big weekend in Chelan for being a drug dealer. Ooh, that's think, true. Just freaking walk around with a little dog and a room key, and you get anywhere. I think that almost just works anywhere. A little dog and a room key? Yeah. So anyway... That sounds uh, like the name of a weird movie. Little dog and a room key. <laughs> the little dog and the room key. Or a hidden object game for... In yeah, it doesn't PC. sound like a hidden object game, too. Yeah. So anyway, mmm, delicious. Mmm. <laughs> I know, I have to, like, keep talking while I drink so it shows me drinking. Well, if you let me know, I could click you. I could just click you. No, that's too complicated. And then okay. it's going to get stuck on me, and I don't know. Um, so, anyway, then... Uh, so that was that was the Shalan experience. And so... That's a lot of shenanigans. There was a lot of shenanigans. And then... Well, well here's the thing. <laughs> that's my favorite. There's a state park there called... It's a beautiful state park. And I wanted to do some fishing off the, off the, the rocks in kind of this deeper area. And so I was I was kind of like just hanging out there, uh, throwing the throwing my lure and stuff out into the water, and uh, so cat my wife was over in the uh, in the other area with my dog hanging in this grassy area, kind of just chilling. I come back after a while, uh, I don't know, maybe an hour of, of fishing. I come back and she's like, Oh my god, you missed it! I go, What? This drunk guy? We've had like we had like three drunken experience, like, not us being, but around us, this drunk guy just got up, just yeah. got up, his friends were like, dude, you're so wasted, dude, oh my god, and he just got up in the middle of the park and urinated on the sidewalk. <laughs> yeah, like, on the sidewalk, I mean, you could do it anywhere, that, anywhere would be better than that. Well, it was, like, not really, sort of, like, essentially it's, like, uphill, and then there was, like, metal bars that kind of protected you, like, to hold on the railing to go so you wouldn't fall coming down the the rampway. People from Chelan who've been to the state park would probably know this. It's, like, this beach area that you go to. And he just pissed on that metal railing on the side of the sidewalk, which is, like, totally gross. And, by the way, the Wait, he pissed, like, on the railing? So yeah. So people would have to touch it? Well, not on the top railing, but, like, the post... No, I mean, that's just, like, you know, mean, if you did that. It's just stupid, is what it is. Yeah. Because I'm not joking, dude. The bathroom was a mere, like, 40 meters up the hill. It wasn't, like, that far away. Are you it's from just, Canada? All right. Uh, 50... <laughs> 100 yards up the hill. It was 100 yards up the hill. Not even 100 yards. Just up the hill. And he, um... Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm placating the, the international audience using metric <laughs> systems, and I'm confounding the I mean, I, I like meters better. I just, you know, it's so, a But anyway, it was a lovely, a lovely time. So Chelan boasts 300 days of sunshine. Let's just tell you, I got two of the days with no sun. Really? Wait, did it rain or it just was not sunny? It the second day, it, it spritzed. It would lightly rain or oh, whatever. It and it was, yeah, it was kind That's of... That's a good thing to happen on a winery day. Yeah. While I was touring wineries. Yeah, and I had a wine spritzer while I was at it. Oh. Uh, the, um, no, that was the wine spritzer. Oh, yeah, I just held the wine into the in the air. <laughs> and then, 
So, but then the last day, it did. If I, I say it wasn't sunny. It was sunny, but there was probably like 25 mile per hour winds, or as we like to say, uh, 40 kilometer winds. Oh, you know. could see gale force. Uh, it wasn't gale force. That's way harder, right? It wasn't gale force. I don't think it was. I don't know what the def, I don't know how to define gale force, but I'm calling it. It was gale force winds. Uh, so it was really windy, and uh, so you were just you would you were I was both hot, like I was both warm. I shouldn't say hot because it wasn't like hot. I was warm and cool all at the same time. <laughs> it was as blustery as I could be. It was as blustery as a seventy-five degree or seventy-two degree day could be. That's pretty good. So anyway, that was my that was my week. I. Uh, so it was it was a really good time. I don't know if I, would, I necessarily need to go back anytime soon, but it was uh, fun to go to the wineries and and uh, fun to hang around the lake and. It was a it's good scenery and stuff, isn't it? Yeah, I wouldn't say that. It's all right. It was it was just all right scenery. Well, it's like high desert, right? So it's like dry, 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 and then a giant lake. Because you come down the Cascades, you know, you know what I'm talking about, right? You're coming down the Cascades, so it's yeah. like big pine forests and everything. And then as you, the further you kind of get out, it dries the hell out, and then it's just high desert. And then when you get to, then you kind of veer north and go like north, wet, northeast. And when you get up there, it's 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 pretty dry. The Columbia River's there. It's it's actually, I mean, it is pretty. You're right, it is pretty. But it's, See, uh, I, you, I just had to have you convince yourself. It's patches of pretty. Amongst dirt and dust. <laughs> yeah. By the way, gale force winds are officially 31 to 38 miles per hour. So I don't think it was that that much, but it was probably bordering on gale force. It was border gale force. I feel like gale force is that like a I feel like a female porn star. Name. But di- directly below gale is strong breeze. So, so I don't know. That feels like I feel like that is there needs something in the middle there because strong breeze doesn't sound at all intimidating and gale force sounds like it's gonna wipe the. Well, okay, zone. I guess no three. Okay, class six is strong breeze. Class seven, high wind, moderate gale, near gale. Oh, I guess moderate gale. Eight, gale, fresh gale, and that's thirty-nine to forty-six miles per hour or sixty-two to seventy-four kilometers per hour. Interesting. That is interesting. So, moving on, we've I've, we just wasted 15 minutes talking about absolutely It wasn't nothing. a waste. Uh, well, you're true. Uh, well, you know, we're on limited clock here. People are still awake on the on the East Coast watching us. We haven't lulled them to sleep yet. I know. Yeah. And uh, we got to, I mean, it's not time, but I'm just forecasting, or not forecasting, all this weather talk that uh, we still got to talk about Godzilla later on, probably like in a half hour. I know. So let's I so let's get just let's get. Nobody ready. wants to miss that. No one wants to miss Godzilla versus Mothra review. Yeah. Um. So I was perusing the interwebs today, you know, in my free yeah. time. In my That's free a time. Thing to do. Uh, I don't know how people wasted their time back in the day. I don't know. They're like, oh, there's a Bible. I'm gonna read that. I don't I know, know what people yeah. did, right? I think so. Or newspapers, maybe. Newspapers and they had like three channels. Have you ever read all the way through a whole newspaper? Uh, no. I never have either, but I think that's a thing that people do. No one does that ever. No one does that. I guarantee you no one does that. I'm pretty sure, like, people say they really... The, some people will read multiple newspapers. Uh, are those people above the age of 75? 
Probably. <laughs> All right, then I believe it. I believe it. Because there's no one our age. It's, people our age can't even read a full news article on a web page. I know, yeah. If it's too long, like, too long didn't read. Right, exactly. <laughs> and and the and the, there was, like, remember that thing called Sumly? No, did it summarize stuff? Yeah, it was like a news summarizer. That's a pretty good... I usually just read the headline, and then it's enough to, like, talk about, like, oh, did you see that story about, like, the so-and-so? And then someone will say, yeah, and then you're, like, you're kind of prompted for details, and you're like, oh, actually, I just read the headline. Well, here's the thing, and I find that out, is, like, misleading headline. I know, yeah, totally. Like, for instance, there was a big one today. It was, like, um, U- U.S. gross domestic product was down... Uh, was down this quarter. It was like negative 0.1 or something. Something small. Essentially, essentially a, a down in the quarter. So it was like, people, if you read the comments, they're like, oh! And there's like all this speculative evidence. I do yard sale shopping, and the yard sale markets are way less. By the way, that's my yard sale shopper voice. <laughs> Those are both, I think that should be your, like, your reading internet comment voices all the time. <laughs> Is that is that how it is in your head when you're reading the comments? Well, I, um, that was actually more uh, I feel like high society Britain, but whatever. <laughs> when you um, read news, read news articles, like I'd like to imagine that that's the voice you use. It's like, but so anyway, the yeah, the articles we're talking about, people were complaining about. Um, I do the yard sale circuit and then resell it as a hobby. I go to uh, I our flea market market, you know, things like that. Our eBay has been really hit hard. And it's just all this circumstantial evidence. People just going off about how the economy is terrible because of this negative point one. It was like point one or point... It was not huge. But if you actually read the article, yeah, we did have essentially negative growth. But the reason why we had negative growth, it was Q1... It was yeah. because there was, like, 15 blizzards in a row and, like, 20 ice storms, and people couldn't go anywhere, so they weren't spending any money. So it was just, like... The, and I think overall, like, we're up pretty a lot. Well, the stock market's certainly up, but the this the quarter, the last quarter of the GDP was down. And, you know, you need, I think, two or three consecutive down quarters to be qualified as a recession. Yeah. So, but I don't... It's just seasonality, you know? Definitely seasonality. So anyway, um, reading the interwebs, and uh, I saw that they're remaking pretty much two iconic movies from my formative teenage years. I feel like they're, I mean, just remaking everything these days. Well, but these in particular were some of my most memorable theater experiences. The only other one I can think of, and I'll mention that after this, because I was going to question you on what you think should be remade. But yeah. the, the first one, the first remake, is Cliffhanger. Now, again, Cliffhanger was not one of my favorite movies. Yeah. Ever, but it was a pretty good premise. Wait, it which was, one is that? That was the Sylvester Stallone movie with... The, the, I'm pulling names out of my butthole here, but I think it was Janine Turner. She was, yeah. the, she was the short-haired, dark-haired... The short-haired girl in... Um, Northern Exposure. Do you remember that show, Northern Exposure? Yeah, yeah, I actually like that show. <laughs> Me too. She was in that as the female protagonist. Yeah, she was short, right? I don't know if she was short. She might have been short. She was super know. short. So anyway, she was in it, and it was like, Sylvester Stallone was like a, I don't know, a, 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 a mountaineer. Yeah. Who had to go into the mountains to save a save a, a plane crash, and he had to go rescue them. And then there was a whole bunch of peril. And there was some bank robbers. There was peril everywhere. There was peril some, everywhere. 
Yeah, and there was some, um, and there was some like crooks or thieves. I like the word crook. It was a crook. Crook. I like burglar better, but it's more specific. Yeah. Well, these were these were thieves. They were like more high end thieves. So anyway, that movie, whatever they could remake that, but I bet you they could do it better now because you know special they effects. They can do everything better now. Yeah, but pretty much just whatever the director wants to do. Right. So here are the two movies that I I really I'm surprised. First off, this one is I'm surprised they're remaking Independence Day. Yeah, I know. That's like not even that old. That's around the same time. I think Independence Day was like '94. It's a good question. I'm not. Gonna, let's, let's not guess. Let's just look it up. In the I'm looking up Janine Turner. Oh, you are? Yeah. Oh, so it was 96. Independence Day was 96. So that's like 20 years old, almost. 18 years old. That is pretty old. So they're remaking that, and I'll never forget. Yeah, I guess, I mean, those are, I feel like that's a adequate, I mean, Spider-Man was like the most blatant, like, it hasn't really been that long. No, dude, they did like two Hulk movies within like seven years. Yeah, that's two. Yeah, Spider-Man and Hulk. Um... But anyway, uh, ID4, I'll never forget. That was a big moment. Do you remember? I don't know if you... When, when I was... That was my senior year in high school. Not to date myself. Don't the do the math. One? Don't do the math. Huh? I liked Independence Day, the first one, a lot. Well, there was only one. Oh, wait. No, there was a couple, wasn't there? No, there was only one. Oh, I keep thinking... Uh, this happened earlier on the show, too. I keep thinking Men in Black. Oh, it's definitely not Men in Black. I know, I know. So but I just, I just keep mixing them up. It does star Will Smith. You're such a racist. <laughs> no, I just really like Will Smith. He's like one of my favorites. Um, anyway, he... he um, that movie, I'll never forget. We went to see the third, because remember they had a special screening the night before? Yeah. Like, uh, like uh, you know, like they do now. Actually, they got rid of a lot of... Did you know this? They got rid of a lot of midnight showings. You mean now or before? Now, after the whole Batman thing. Oh, that's right. So they got a was lot that of a midnight showing. It was a midnight showing, huh. and, and they got they don't do them often anymore. They do the now they do like the seven or eight p.m. the day before. So it's, there's no more midnight showing. Well, there probably still is some places, but overall it's not that anymore because of the safety concerns. And also, I don't know if you've seen this, but when you go to the movies now, there's a like, if you see something, say something kind of thing. Huh? In, in the like you know when they have like the little popcorn guys. Yeah, yeah. It'd be so funny if they had a popcorn guy with like a AK AR12 or whatever, just like if you see this fucking dude, run. But anyway, the but I, mean, yeah, I feel like that could happen like really anywhere. I don't see why a movie is more likely. It's just because it did. I know, but I'm. It's this is what it is now. I know. So anyway, like having to take your shoes off at the airport, one guy. So if you are part of the pre-check, you don't have to do that. I mean, I think that they changed it now, too, somehow. I've got mixed messages about that you don't have to take your shoes off anymore. Um, so as far as I know, if you're not a TSA pre-check, you have to take them off. If you are a TSA pre-check or they allow you to go through the pre-check line, because they do, like, little samples, like, here's what you could get. Yeah, yeah. pre-check. Which is super... De- that, like, doesn't... <laughs> that defeats the purpose. Anyways, we'll so, get into that. So ID, ID4... Independence We went State. to the, 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 the third... And I'll never forget that movie. I, I don't know if you remember much about the movie, but we people were. I was so jazzed to see that movie. I went to that oh, that that third or the second. I forget what day it was. It was essentially the first showing ever. Yeah, it was a pretty cool movie. It's so where they blow up the White House, right? Right. 
Yeah. Remember this? So they would do like July 3rd. It would fade to black. Do you remember this? in the movie? It would fade to black and it would be like July 3rd or July 4th. It would do like days in the thing. Kind and, of, yeah. So I remember it, they used Morse code for their code thing. Right. So th- that has nothing to do with what I'm talking about, but they did do that. Yeah. And then, no, I'm just throwing stuff out because, you know. You're talking about the movie. You're just talking yeah. about the movie. So when that first fade to black, and it was like day two or whatever, July 3rd. I just remember like the crowd just 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 going crazy. Just like a lot of energy in the crowd. And there's only been one other time where I've I've seen energy like that. I mean, maybe two other times. What's what's the other time? The other the one other time was I I don't know if you remember this, but prior to the uh, the Star Wars one, two, and three. Oh yeah. They re they re-released the A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi in theaters for like for a limited engagement or whatever. Yeah. And they had some updated special effects or whatever. Yeah, it was like the new versions or whatever. Yeah, but it wasn't the new. It wasn't like Phantom Menace. It was Star Wars, the original seventy-seven. Yeah, and then but they added in stuff. They added in some stuff. So I went to see that. It was a seventy millimeter print in the Ziegfeld Theater, which is a big theater, dude. It's in New York. It's probably seats like two thousand people, maybe. What? That is huge. It's a huge theater, one giant screen, and the when the when the the room darkened. Oh, and then it like has the scrolling word thing. And it and that dun dun. Dun, 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 the 20th Century Fox thing yeah. came on. People, and then the dun, 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 uh, whatever the 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 Star Wars theme song came on. Yeah, yeah. I like Holy how. Holy shit! People went. I got goosebumps. I know. Yeah, no, that would be that'd be good energy. I like when it like the words are going in. It goes like and gets really quiet. Yeah, that's yep, that part. So anyway, that that was only other t- time matched, and for me, obviously, I'd seen that movie like a hundred times, and people obviously knew that movie, so it wasn't a fresh experience. So Independence Day is the only theater experience that really matched that energy. Um, and then you know, Phantom Menace, people were pumped about Phantom Menace. I again saw that in New York in Union Square, yeah, uh, theater, and when that freaking and then it's like you know, was that the first one? That was the fourth. Well, it wasn't the first one. It was the first of the the newer ones. With yeah, the first of the newer. I know people were psyched, and then like everyone was disappointed. And then after you came out, you're like, ah. Oh. But the energy was just crazy. I re- I saw that movie. It was a three a.m. show. The thing that three a.m. Damn. That show it was sold out for weeks, and so they just staggered it. It started at midnight, and there was a one a.m., a two a.m., a three a.m., a four a.m., a five a.m. How is that not the best grossing first day? I have, I, well, this was in New York, so... But still, a, I mean, I, it, I know it was super big everywhere. Well, also, movie tickets were a lot cheaper, too, at that time. Oh, for grossing, yeah, that's true. So, um, but anyway, uh, so then also back to the remake thing. The next movie that they're remaking, which I freaking love this movie, and it spawned many TV series, Yeah. Um, Stargate. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Except for I like the first one so much. Like, I don't know how they could make it cooler. I know, right? But yeah, I mean, if they did a good job, that would be pretty amazing. I, so, to me, the, the original Stargate movie... I guess I didn't like the main guy in the original one. They could have Which one, James, James Spader or Kurt Russell? The nerdy one. That's James Spader. Yeah, I didn't like him. That's Robert California in really? The Office, yeah. That's pretty funny. Yeah, I didn't like him in that movie. Oh, he's freaking... He's, he, that was... I feel like that's one of his best roles. He was too dumb nerdy. It was annoying. Well, all right, fine. Whatever. I mean, it was like that typical character thing. I mean, it's like fine and whatever, but I don't know. Um, 
So anyway, this brings up the question. Those are three cut movies. Cliffhanger, whatever. I don't give a shit about that so much. But, you know, we've had RoboCop remade. We've now we have Teenage... Did you see the RoboCop? I haven't seen it yet, but... Um, I wanted to see that. It seems cool. Judge Dredd was remade. All those movies in that area have been... Have been era have been remade. So I'm thinking like what movies could be remade? And I uh, you I see you put you get you have one here, but I have a couple too. True Lies. Yes. So the one that I had thought would be cool cuz it's one of my favorite movies is Fifth Element. I don't know how that could be cooler either, but I mean Oh, I know also uh Blade Runner. Blade Runner? I I think I heard that they were thinking to redo Blade Runner. No, right. they're they're not redoing. They're doing a, a straight up sequel. Oh, a sequel, really? Yeah, I think I sent you the link. They they're casting Harrison oh, Ford. Harrison well, they Ford redo the first one too. Um, Harrison Ford is cast in the sequel. He's gonna do it. That is pretty cool. Um, so I was thinking, I want to see True Lies remade. Oh yeah, that would be pretty good. That was a great movie. I'm trying to remember exactly what happens. It's essentially Arnold Schwarzenegger is a spy, and Tom Arnold is his partner, and he lives a life of normality, and Jamie Lee Curtis is his wife, and and Jamie Lee Curtis thinks that Arnold Schwarzenegger is like this most boring guy ever on the planet. Oh, yeah, yeah, I do, yeah. And then, then, like, things intertwine, and then she finds out that he's really a spy, and and then it's just, it's just, it was a very good movie at the time. At the time, it was great, and I think if they updated it, it could even be just as good. Maybe uh, Edward Scissorhands. Uh, maybe. Uh, yeah, I could. I could. I could do that. I think. I mean, thing... I'm just listing things that I like. I don't even know if they could redo them better. But <laughs> I'm trying to think. There was. I had another one in my head. Uh, oh, um, Demolition Man. Oh yeah. Great movie. One of my f- most favorite movies of all time. Which one is the one with the clones? When like, with Arnold Schwarzenegger also. Oh, that's uh oh, that's uh e um. And they have to six, like check under their eyelids to see the dots for how many they are. Six, sixth. It's something sixth. Six something. Hmm. That I was. Can't... I mean, so any of those kind of things. With Repet, do you remember Repet? That was in that. That's the only thing I remember from that movie. The dog cloning service. Essentially. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they weren't supposed to clone people, but they actually could. But yeah, and yeah. Oh, they remade Total Recall. I totally forgot. They did remake Total Recall, which is another great movie. You know what's a great movie that... Wait, so that's already been out and stuff? Which one? Total Recall? Recall. Yeah, that was with um, Colin Colin Farrell. They remade it. With Colin Farrell, Jennifer Beale, um, and the other Jennifer. um, I forget her name. Huh. The Sixth Day is that movie, the cloning movie. Oh, yeah, well, I didn't even know that was the name. Um, I was a huge Arnold fan. I don't know if you know this, but I would go every... I so up until the like, year 2000... I would guess... I'm going to look. Up until, I'm going to say, 19... I'm going to say this... Even Collateral Damage, which is 2002, but I think Six Day was probably... I saw every every single Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Were you pretty psyched when he became mayor? Oh, you mean governor? Or governor, whatever, not, yeah. Not really. I didn't care much about that. Hmm. But oh, I was tournament? actually I was actually not yeah. happy I was actually not happy about him becoming governor because that meant he could no longer make movies. Couldn't he? No. That'd be kind of cool if he was governor and did movies. I think he did. He did like uh, he did like a bunch of like bit like roles. cameos or something. I know he did Terminator Three. 
Do you think they could do? Could you redo Terminator without Arnold Schwarzenegger? Because he kind of makes the movie. Well, they're making a new Terminator right now. Oh, really? It's called like Terminator Rebirth or something. But is it like a redo or is it just a new one? It's I I don't think it's a redo. I think it's I don't like know. I actually one. don't know, but it's called Terminator Genesis. So to me, that sounds like um like the beginning of it. I don't. Yeah, but I don't know. Does that mean the beginning of the Robot Taker? Because they already made Terminator. By the way, Terminator uh, Three. Yeah. Is an underrated movie. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Dude. All right. So you know the scene at the very end of Terminator Three. By the way, spoiler alert. If you haven't Isn't seen the, this movie, it's the it's right. It's like where it ties it together, right? Yeah. It's like well, when he's like he's at the radio and he doesn't know it, and then like. You know, people are waiting for him, and they're like, "Is anyone there? Is anyone there?" And then, like, he presses the button, and he's like, "This is what's his name." It's like ties in to him being, you know, like he didn't want to be the resistance, and then he just gets thrown into it. Fucking awesome! Yeah, it was a really good ending. (laughs) The movie itself kind of was average, but that last scene where the missiles are flying in the air, the robots have taken over. They're down in the bunker, him and his wife. Yeah. and, And the radio comes on. He's like, "Is anyone out there? Is anyone out there?" He's like. This is John Connor. I know, like, yeah. <laughs> I know, that was really, oh, it was a really good tie-in. <laughs> fucking great, man. That, that, the whole movie, I like, I'm like, want to watch it right now. That's how, like, because the, the movie itself was like, yeah, it was average, but that very end was one of I the know, best absolutely. scenes. Best scenes. It's, it's where they, he had to break into the lab or something, right? No, so it was like they thought they were going to stop it, and Arnold was, was the, the, the third incarnation of Arnold was taken in there when he was fighting that the female Terminator. Yeah. And they thought they were going to get to a place where they would be able to stop the, the, the robot incursion or the robot takeover or Skynet becoming self-aware. And then they get down there, and it's all dusty, and it's all old computers, and, and yeah. they're like, what the hell? And he's like, oh, you do real? He's like, yeah, oh, we, I, there was no way to stop it. There was no way to stop it, and the, and the father of Claire Danes' father, who worked for the military, which was John Connor's wife, yeah. essentially like sent him there because he knew that that was the only place that they could live. And that's how the Resistance started. It was just a great, great like finish to that trilogy. I know. I feel like that's it's not like accurate time travel stuff, but like they actually tie in the time travel stuff kind of well. I, well, well, it's an atypical version of time travel, right? Because in that way, in normal in time travel, you can't. The, what's happened is happened. You can't change it. In this one, in their time travel, you could delay and stall because, like, you know, the Skynet was supposed to become self-aware after Terminator One. It was supposed to become self-aware after Terminator Two, but they kept stalling it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then they finally resolved it, and then you know they made Terminator Salvation, which I I don't remember too much about it, but that I was with. That's with uh, Christian Bale. Yeah. And he plays John Connor in the future. Do you remember this? I don't think I saw it. Yeah, man, I think I need to rewatch all the Terminator movies. Terminator... Yeah, no, I, like, I don't even know if I've watched the whole first one through. I've mostly seen the second one. Uh, Terminator 1 is, is very, very good. Yeah. Terminator 2 is equally as good. It's He's the not... cop guy and stuff. If not I feel better. Like that has more quotable stuff. Like, have you seen this boy? <laughs> right. Well, the first one was a little bit more low budget. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Robert Patrick is the the yeah. Have you seen this boy? <laughs> I think they made fun of that in Wayne's World. Did they know? Yeah, they totally did. That's what I was kind of quoting. Yeah. Um. And it had that crazy uh, Guns N' Roses soundtrack. Do you remember? No, I don't. I don't. Yeah, no. You could be mine. Yeah. 
be mine. <laughs> you remember that? No, I don't even With know that. Your song. way out of line. You know that song, trust me. <laughs> I don't think so. But Tom, I'm uh, opening my Heineken now. It's time for that. Oh man, this bottle opener is the worst. So if you want to contact us, we don't have the Q&A up, but you feel free to reach out. No, to live oh, I forgot to do that out. But you can uh, tweet us at Fresh and Par. Fresh and Par. Hashtag, fresh, hashtag Fab Time. Yeah, hashtag Fab Time. So uh, what is it? What, let's, let's, we've, we've really, uh, let's see if we could take about uh, some uh, $15 uh, minimum wage. I know, right? So I guess just today uh, the city council voted for it, and then they have their official vote thing soon. Right. So just but so it's like pretty guaranteed pass because they like hashed out a version that everyone agreed on. Right. So um, for those who don't know, Seattle is one of the first country, first cities in the country um, that has set forth a plan to raise the minimum wage to fifteen dollars. Yeah, and it's, I thought you had some good points during our lunch conversation. I mean, I was more of a bystander, but... What were my lunch... What were my points? Uh, I mean, the main one was that the, um, the... The raise of cost of goods is much lower than the savings of cost of... Um, oh, of... Social of, services. Yeah, so, yeah. So, the, yeah. So, the like main... That, I think that's a super good point. So, the main, the main criticism of the people who oppose... Um, minimum wage are, uh, the main ones, are, one, it's a job killer, because if you can only afford X amount, um, or two, uh, the cost of goods is going to go up, right? Yeah. Because you have to pay more people, but here's the thing, if people are getting laid off or they're reducing staff, then the cost, labor cost is not really going up because they should be effectively managing their staff and employees anyway, so if, if you know, payroll may go up slightly, but it's not if you're effective uh, payroll. Uh, if you effectively manage your employees, you it shouldn't you shouldn't have much waste anyway. So whatever. Yeah. But there is a stat. There is a thing like X percent of per every percent of of the the minimum wage going up, goods go up. But it's super marginal. It's like forty cents, fifty cents. So like your pizza is going to go up like sixty cents. Yeah, but then your point of that uh, because um, people would be making enough money to be not under the poverty line, even though they still wouldn't be making a lot, we'd have less cost on, like, food stamp and social services because people would be able to afford things for themselves. Exactly. That was my, that was my main... That's the main I well, think I like, haven't actually heard that direct point before, and I think it's a pretty good point. Well, it's not, to be fair, it's not my point. I mean, I've, I said that today, but I heard yeah, but that. but I haven't heard it. Yeah, because... You're my source. Yeah, so I'm... I'm sure I could look it up. So, the, well, the, I heard this on an interview on Bloomberg Radio. It was an economist who came on, and he says, of course. He's like, the people that oppose the... Traditionally, the people who oppose minimum wage increases don't like social programs. And they feel like people... if They're like, oh, people who, like, find another job. Find yeah. another job, right? If you can't... If the job you don't like... But that's not the point. That's not what the raising of the minimum wage does is about. Yeah. It's because it makes that, the lowest job be still a living wage. That's exactly right. And by and doing it, yeah, and the living wage means that like you don't have to rely on social services. Right. So that means it's actually in the long run, instead of the people who typically are like anti taxes and are also anti minimum wage because they're pro capitalist and pro small business, right? Um yeah. 
it's in the long run, you as you as a regular old Joe, your tax dollars are not going to go to more social programs because the the minimum wage is now higher, so the onus is on the business owners to help pay a livable wage, so that the government doesn't have could focus on the people that really need the assistance, um, like the mentally disabled, yeah, uh, the, the physically disabled. Um, those who are in circumstances that are just, it's beyond um, things. And then also, just the larger people who get paid more have more money. So yeah. in the, so that means more people are going to be buying goods anyway, because if you have more expendable income, you're going to, you, typically you save a little bit, but you're going to spend most of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so that, that's, that gets the ball rolling. That gets more people spending money, you know? So in the in the long run, that's beneficial to the economy, and it's beneficial to those pizza businesses, because... The more people that get paid more money means the more pizza that people are going to eat. Wait, so where, how did pizza come into this? I just use that as an example because that's like the typical thing that people talk about. I thought it was McDonald's was the typical thing. Well, McDonald's is is McDonald's is different because, but yeah, they're the same thing. <laughs> but here's the thing, pizza, my point is is that McDonald's has pretty much like set pricing on a lot of stuff because it's like done in bulk. Some pizza places are locally owned. Oh yeah, so they can like actually change the price. Yeah. So like a, a a Big Mac 99 cent deal is a Big Mac 99 cent deal. You're, they, yeah. I mean, I mean, I do think that they offer. There's certain things where it's like not offered at all locations, kind of thing. But primarily, if it's Big I mean, Mac, it's like the main thing. Right. And then all that stuff falls on the franchise owner because they're the ones who have to like deal with the margins. Um, right. So I'm a proponent of 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 raising the minimum wage. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it'll be interesting to see what happens. I don't have a strong stance on it, but it seems cool. I don't really have a strong stance on it either, and I could see both point of views. But because I could afford fifty cents or a dollar more for my pizza. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's like a. I don't know. Let's see, I like that we're like you know, trailblazing. Right. That's another thing. Is that. The raising of the minimum wage is it, the people who complain about that say, "Oh, it should be done locally. It should be done locally." I feel like really all we need to like be super liberal in Seattle now because we got the the legal weed. We got like um, now we got booze in stores, which was dumb. We didn't have before, and uh, we're gonna have our super high minimum wage. We need to have a uh, 24-hour drinking or like not 2 a.m. Like have staggered. Uh, End times. Oh yeah, and also you can drink at strip clubs. We need that too. <laughs> I didn't. I've never been to a Seattle strip club, so I didn't know you couldn't drink in there. I know. I actually I never have either. I mean, truthfully, I've only been in San Francisco and Portland. So, not yeah. You can't drink. They did it a whole thing because they wanted to get rid of them. It's so dumb. You, so you know. Why would you want to be at a strip club if you weren't drunk? <laughs> yeah, that's stupid. I mean, it's already to some extent creepy, but then if you're totally sober, it's way more creepy. <laughs> right. I think that was their plan. They're like so. They're just totally trying to regulate it so it's like not practical, like to get rid of it. So and and we have gam. So we have well, we have weed. We have um, now we have we have wine, a lot of wine. We have a lot of whiskey. Yeah. We have, we have a lot of. Um, oh yeah, beers. Beers. We have. Um, Gambling is a oh, yeah. Here. We have like awesome casinos. We have awesome casinos. We ha and now we'll have a high minimum wage. Yeah. I mean, frankly, we should just shut the hell up because more people are just gonna show up here and ruin it all. <laughs> I know. A bunch of dumbs are gonna come. Yeah. 
But um, anyway, I I'm a, a huge advocate for the Seattle area. Yeah, I think it's yeah, I think it's it's cool trailblazing and whatever. Speaking of the Seattle area, there was traffic apocalypse this morning. I know. The the dumb I ninety bridge busting up or whatever. Yeah, totally busted up. People who snarled. Speaking of other Seattle-related news, I've heard, but I didn't verify, that we've had more shootings per day. Like, there's a couple per day, like, way higher than it's been recently. I think there's some sort of gang war going on. Oh, really? Be careful, dude. Have you heard that? I haven't heard that. I hadn't either. I guess it was on, like, the police blogs. Oh, I haven't. I did not know that. But it's like, I guess, yeah, it's just the South End, so... So, speaking of um, gambling, and I'm not going to do review roulette just yet, yeah. but I was, I was close. I was close to doing review roulette. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Did you, see the, um, did you see this guy in San Francisco? No, what did he do? It's, um, oh, crap, I, for, I, I forget his... his that sounds like a good setup to a joke, but I don't know what it would be. I met a man in Reno. Um, <laughs> so, anyway, the... Uh, he is, like, the money... I, I wish I had the... Or I can't click the article, but he has a hashtag, or he has an at. He's a Twitter handle. Yeah. Called, like, money money guy. And yeah. he's, he's, he's randomly putting $100 bills all over the city. Yeah, well, that's cool. And then tweeting where... He's a millionaire. Yeah. And he's tweeting hints to where they that are. Is, that's pretty cool. It's like that... There's that one super rich uh, Middle Eastern dude who just, like took a bunch of Instagram pictures with, like, cash, and he'd send, like, random people that, like, liked his stuff, like, thousands of dollars. I like mine better. So apparently he's... Yeah, no, yours is better, but... And, and he's expanding. He's expanding to L.A. and another place. <laughs> Does he just have people do it for him? Yeah, I guess he's going to... And he's, just, he's, like, I, he's like, I don't care. I'm just going to give, like... Ten, uh, I have no problem giving, giving tens of thousands of dollars away. <laughs> That's pretty cool. So I want I, I think that's a great idea. So then I I saw on the news and I wish I saw the story, but it said the weed fairy. <laughs> I was like It said the weed fairy? Yeah, so there's a lady dressed up like like a weed fairy who would give out free weed. Yeah. But I was like, that's like totally like a Seattle version of the money guy, right? <laughs> like like But it seems to me that that's like the worst idea ever. That's, <clears throat> yeah, that's pretty ridiculous. But anyway, the free money guy, good for that guy. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So I didn't see the other story, but uh, my wife was telling me that he's he made his money in real estate. Yeah. Um, he, he's not revealed his true identity, but he has revealed some aspects of who he is. He won't reveal his, his true identity because he doesn't want people to know who he really is because he feels people would look down upon him in the circles that he's in or something like that. He doesn't want people... I would just so people don't directly ask me for money. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. So he's he's keeping it on, on the under the wraps. Or what is that? Under under wraps? Under wraps. And it's um, both of them. Under so, wraps and under the wraps. So he uh anyway, what a, it's a good idea and good for him. It's kinda that like good, yeah. I don't know if I saw the there was I've seen some of these other things that like micro I forget who it was. It was a millionaire dude in Texas. He gives away micro donations, essentially. So just for random stuff? Yeah, so for people submit, like they have, he has like a proposal thing, and he submits, and he gives away. I want to say it's like, I forget the exact total, but it's it's something like a thousand bucks a day. That's pretty good. So he gives a thousand dollars a day out. 
Yeah. And and all these businesses have come back, and some of them it's just like they just need a little money. And if they so it's only for businesses. It's for ideas and businesses. Yeah. Oh yeah. And and I saw the story. I think it was on sixty minutes. If it was on sixty minutes, it was on Sunday morning. And some of these businesses have gone on to do like some great things. That's pretty cool. And some of them, like this little girl, got like a thousand dollars because she was doing. Um, I guess she was saving. She was doing like pet rescue or something. Pet rescue? Yeah, like rescuing pets, like taking care of pets. Yeah. And she wrote a a business proposal, sent it to this guy, gave her a thousand bucks, and now she has like this, like, great uh, giving and pet thing, like this pet saving. I don't know what do they call it? pet rescue facility. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so it's just like a thousand dollars isn't that much though for doing stuff like that. Well, it's in her house, and it's just like it's not like she's like doing a lot of shit. It's just like a couple cats, and but she's like saving animals, and she also give she does like uh, she buys toys and stuff to to give to other pets like pets who are in um, humane society or whatever. Like just That's like cool. yeah, she's just like a pet lover. So, but anyway, the, the point was is that a lot of, and we've seen this in with those micro loans to like people in Africa and stuff. Yeah, I feel it, like it makes more sense there because the same amount of money is way more. Right, but this guy has a point is that he does do stuff for in Africa and stuff too. He yeah. does it all over the world. But his point is that it's that it's not it's everyone talks about like oh Warren Buffett giving away like all this money like hundreds of billions of dollars. Yeah, but he's like sometimes like hundreds of billions of dollars is all well and good, and they could have that. He's like, I'm focused on giving small amounts of money to people who have small ideas who could like make a difference. That's pretty cool. I thought that was really really cool. So it'd be great to have so much money you could just give money away like that. I know. I feel like it'd be rough because I'd want to, but then I wouldn't. It'd be really hard to filter out who to give money to and who not to. Well, that's why he has the proposals. I know. That's what I would do. I would have the Jeremy Foundation, and then I would have a panel of my friends decide who to give money to, but anyone could apply if I was super rich. Right. I, I haven't planned out in case I'm ever... It's mostly if I win the lottery. And what's great about that is that, like, you you will feel you feel good about it, right? Yeah. But this guy is, like... the. What's great about it is that even if he commits a thousand dollars to a small business it's not so much that he he um he feels like he wasted his money because it's only a thousand dollars to him but that thousand dollars could be a lot to that that person. I know on some on uh, some show thing I was watching um they were talking about Bill Gates and how he's like super rich or whatever and it was like how much money would you pick up off the ground and it's somewhere between uh like somewhere over ten cents that, like, 10 to 25 cents is how much I would probably pick up. And, like, oh, is uh, uh, the guy from um, uh, that one show, the new one, Man. Cosmos. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But in DeGrassi or whatever, right? Bill Tyson DeGrasse. DeGrasse, yeah. But so he was saying, yeah, for me, for him and also for me, somewhere between 10 and 25 cents is how much I would pick off the ground. Just, like, because I'd be too lazy to pick up five or one cents. Right. Uh, for Bill Gates, if you just, like, proportion that up, it'd be $24,000. Oh, my God. Like, somewhere between $24,000 you could just drop on the ground. 
and be like, ah, I don't know if I want to like bend over to pick that up. <laughs> I don't know. That's a lot of nice thinners. And by the way, I would definitely pick up a nickel. I actually save nickels. You're a nickel guy, huh? Yeah, I'm a nickel guy. <laughs> do you put them in socks and beat people? <laughs> no, I don't do that. But um, I do that with D-cell batteries. Oh, yeah. That's way more expensive. Batteries are way a lot. Well, I don't use fresh batteries. What are you using all your... Do you, you just, like, roaming around with your boombox all the time? Because that's pretty much the only thing that uses D batteries. Flashlights. There's, like... No flashlights that use D. That is. Do you want me to go get one right now? I have a it's giant. Only the. the I, giant, I have a D, but don't. The, the giant mag light takes. Yeah, D. like just. A, I have like. I keep one by my bed because it's safety. It's a weapon plus a utility. That's what I do too. It's like my. It's the equivalent of my shotgun. I know. Matter of fact, you know how people say, "Oh, I keep a shotgun next to my bed. It's not even loaded, but I have it so I can pump it, so people will hear it and they'll think I have a gun." Yeah. So my equivalent is just clicking the mag light. That's actually more thought through with the pumping and not having it loaded. I also have a large knife that's pretty cool. It's like a... I got it in Montana. It's like a flip-out blade thing, but it's really long. I think it looks pretty threatening. So, um... My friend who... Good friend, old friend, uh, he was telling me the strategy of what to do when being yeah. robbed, because he did all these classes and stuff. Um, so what's the strategy? And he, by the way, uh, t- time. Uh, by the way, Tom is live live tweeting. I don't know if you know this. I did. I tweeted back already. Okay, just checking. Um, so essentially, what he says is, if you're being robbed, this is what you do. So he's like, the only gun you ever need for home protection. Never get a, a handgun. Yeah, I know. Seriously, it'd just be turned on you. And it's also hard to shoot, right? Because yeah. one bullet. He's like, you get a you get a a, a pistol grip shotgun. A you pistol know, grip shotgun? Yeah, it says. Oh it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those ones. And that's cool because they have usually a flashlight built into the pump, and the flashlight covers the area that it would hit. Right. He's like, you just want that. And he's like, you don't even. Necess-, he's like, you, he, he's like, you could do one of two things. You could you could fill it with. The the, the, the the crime stopper round, which is like essentially salt shards or whatever. It's like, it doesn't kill you, it just maims you. Yeah. Or you could just fill it with the standard old ammo. Yeah. Um, he's like, what you do is you, you when someone's breaking into your house, he's like, you uh, immediately, you get out of bed, you flip your mattress over. Yeah. And you get behind it. Your mattress is not very proof. Uh, a mattress will stop a... Uh, it will stop the bullet enough so that it won't kill you. Really? Yeah. Huh. I don't know about that. No, for sure. It will. It, it may go into you, but it's not going to penetrate as deep because it has to go through the mattress. Interesting. Anyway, and if they have a shotgun, it won't go through the shotgun. Oh, yeah, the shotgun, yeah. So and then you go behind the mattress and you get behind it, and if you can't flip the mattress, you just get to the opposite side of the bed of the door. Yeah. And then... You say, if you say out loud, if anyone is in the house, I am armed, and I am willing to use my gun. Yeah. And then you pump the shotgun. Yeah. And that's all. And then you just wait. <laughs> if you don't move, you don't move. You call the cops. You don't move from behind the bed. You stay behind the bed 
with the shotgun aimed at the door, and you yeah. don't move. And that's it. That's the that's the strategy for um, if you know someone's in your house. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just, I wouldn't want to have a gun just because I don't really want to shoot anyone. Like uh, it would be, I would be bluffing if I threatened to shoot someone because I don't want to shoot anyone. <laughs> right. Well, it is. A bluff. So I'd rather just not have a gun because. Yeah, I'm probably not going to shoot. <laughs> but the point is is that the idea is by announcing you have a gun, by physically hear, giving the pump of the gun, yeah. you, are, you are letting them know you have the gun and that you're, quote-unquote, willing to use it, whether you're not going to use it or not. I know, but then if they do come up and they're like, it's standoffy or whatever, and shoot the you're ceiling. raising just shoot, the... Just shoot the ceiling. You're raising the, the stakes that, like, you know, I don't know. Well, that's you are, but it doesn't matter, dude. You're in the position to win. That's it's the true. point. You you set yourself up for success. <laughs> How to set yourself up for success in home invasion? In home invasion, <laughs> right? Exactly. But that's the thing. Like most most thieves don't strike in the middle of the night when people are home. Yeah. That's not the way they operate because they don't want that because they know they're gonna get fucking shot. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So America. they wait. They wait, you, they wait till you're out. And they wait. They don't. Most like a lot of crimes, they target and the crime of most of crimes of opportunity, right? I know. They just see that like looks like. By the way, that so I was thinking about like better ways to have like security. Like I'm going. To, I was thinking to make it so the my uh, motion stuff would call me, and then make patch my voice through to the house. That'd be kind of cool, because then I could be watching on my phone the cameras and be like, you know, but I can't actually do anything. Yeah, I mean, well, you, you know, I would have called the cops and stuff, but well, you could be, you could essentially have a um, a thing in your room. Oh, it'd be cool. Ooh, ooh, I know. Oh, okay, yeah. No, this is the way to do it. You got to put the voice modulator on this end, and so it's the deep, like, creepy voice, like, like um, the police have been, like, you know, like. Like when someone's calling for in like a scary movie and it's all like blah, 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 or whatever, you know what I mean? Do you know where your daughter is? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's like the voice modulator. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna set that up. <laughs> no, you should just be like, I'm upstairs and I'm armed. <laughs> I'm upstairs and I'm armed. <laughs> just, like, repeat. just repeat. Or like, um, remember those old school like? That's actually a good idea too, though. Remember those old school, um, like nineteen, I was probably nineteen, late eighties, maybe early nineties car alarms. When you went by, you went walk by the car. It was like, you are standing too close to the car. Please <laughs> yeah. step back. Yeah. Um. So let's talk about roulette. Review roulette. Movies. Yeah. So of roulette variety. Hi everyone. This week is review. This is now review roulette. Each week, fresher in parlance. I'm parlance. He's fresher. Randomly select the movie from the Netflix catalog. We then re- we then review that movie the following week, so you two could follow along with the review. This week's movie was Godzilla vs. Mothra. Yeah, it was pretty good. I was a fan. I have not watched any of the Godzilla movies before. I mean, besides like the 2001, which was horrible. So I that's the thing. I was gonna say the only one I remember is the 1998 Matthew Broderick Godzilla. Yeah, and, and I, I think don't rem- it's that one. I don't remember anything about it. I don't remember anything about it. I just remember it. it wasn't good. Um, so let's talk. Let's talk about this one. This was my first first experience with Godzilla. So it was way more old timey than I expected. 
Even though it's from like the 60s, it was pretty old-timey. So I was confused because the title of the film was Godzilla and Mothra on the when you on the Netflix thing, but then when you started it, it said Godzilla versus the Thing. Yeah, I know. Like they, they interchanged calling it the Thing and Mothra on the movie. So well, it was dubbed. So as I learned, because I stopped and I was like, "Shit, is this like a Netflix Q issue or whatever?" So yeah. then I I went in to the uh, the Wikipedia page. And it turns out is that the Japanese version was Godzilla vs. Mothra. The American version, which came out six months later, dubbed, was called Godzilla vs. The Thing. Well, six months is pretty good. I thought the dubbing was actually really good, too. I did. So I was... Did you... I, I couldn't... So at first I was like, are they being like... Is that like a bad Asian stereotype? Like, they're like with the voices? Because they did like some bad... In particular, you know the fisherman that went to find the egg? Yeah. Like, they were like, oh, I'll go out there and find it. Like, almost like Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, but it, was, it wasn't that bad. I mean, it, it was, like, old... It was old-timey. But, yeah, but anyway, so the plot of the movie... I'm going to just do, a, like, a three-minute synopsis, and then yeah. we can talk about it. Here's the plot. Um, there was a typhoon. Uh, an egg watch, it shows up in the middle of the, of the ocean. Yeah. Farmers go and get it. They then sell it to a business guy who wants to put it on display and ha- and hatch it. Yeah. Then, for whatever reason, something radioactive is happening. This is what gets confusing to me because it didn't. So really... it's because it started out. So the thing that also got me about it was there was two separate industrialization people, and the first one was behind schedule. The hurricane wiped out their industrialization project, which I thought was a cool term they kept talking about. And uh, it got wiped out, and they had to clear it out, and then, uh, you know, they pump all the water out and fix it up. And they were worried about being off schedule. And that's the one that Godzilla was at that was radioactive. Okay, so was Godzilla buried, I guess, in previous versions of the of the movies? Like, was the last movie Godzilla buried under dirt? Maybe. I mean, it might have been because it was that industrialization zone or whatever. Yeah. Because he, essentially, like, I didn't fully understand this because they were going around with, like, a Geiger counter, and then next thing you know, Godzilla comes out of the dirt. Well, because they found that, that thing that they didn't, they didn't say what it was, that reactive thing. So what also confused me, well, anyways, let's continue the synopsis first. So then Godzilla pops up, um, and then the two people that bought the egg and they're about to display it get, essentially intercepted or essentially two little people that are like apple size. Yeah, those are my favorite, the twins. Yeah, they're like, take the, give us back the egg, give us back the egg. And of course the evil corporation people say no, and they're like, you're going to regret it. And they try to catch the, and the, the, the little twins too. Yeah, they try to get them, then they escape, and then the, friend, the reporter and his photographer talk to them, and they try to convince the industrial people to give back the egg. They say no. So then the girls disappear, and they just fly off, and they're like, See you later. Yeah, they're like, I, yeah, we, you can't help us or whatever. Yeah, you can't help us. And then, so then, um, they fly back on Mothra. I also like, though, when uh, when Godzilla first came out, because uh, when he came out of the ground or whatever, it was totally like a standard city warning, you know, like, there has been a spotting of Godzilla, everyone evacuate or whatever, you know what I mean? Well, because in this world, Godzilla just shows up every two years. Is, is it a set time? I think so. I think in. I mean, there were so many Godzilla movies. I think people are just like, oh, fucking Godzilla. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so they were like, oh shit, Godzilla's back. 
Yeah, warning, warning. But so the two little, the two twins, mini twins, head back to the island. Yeah, and then so Godzilla comes, starts destroying stuff. He kind of goes after the egg. Right, which I thought he was going to eat the egg. But I know. Right? It didn't really. I couldn't quite get it. And then um, the science, uh, the reporter, and then the photographer chick. And I guess was he another reporter? Was it two reporters? Uh, no, it was the other, another businessy guy. All the business guys look the same. They all had the Hitler mustache. So they go to. They go to the um, the island to convince the natives to send Mothra to help. Which is their god. Which is their god to help stop Defeat. Godzilla. Yeah. yeah. But they're like, fuck off. You didn't help us. Why should we help you? And it's always it was always the photographer newspaper chick who like makes some sort of huge like heartfelt plead for like but we're all humans and we need to stick together like even though some people are bad <laughs> right so they're like then the twins are like all right and then they do like a little song and the their natives, songs are the best I really like their songs and that Mothra flies over to stop Godzilla yeah but he's Mothra is already about to die they say at the beginning yeah he's weak. He's very weak. So then Godzilla and Mothra have, like, I'm going to say, like, a 15-minute on-screen battle. Yeah, well, I mean, it seemed like... It was mostly shaky cam. <laughs> um, then Mothra dies. Yeah. And lands on the egg, protecting the egg. Um, and then people are like, oh, no! Uh, oh, we also forgot that when Godzilla, Godzilla first showed up, the Americans showed up and shot missiles at it. It was ineffective. Oh, yeah, you were saying, yeah. There was a lot of symbolism. Yeah, and then also the Japanese had some uh, plans to force him into areas with tanks and uh, electrocute him. Which they did. And it didn't work. And then they had plan B, which was to drop giant metal mesh, mesh nets over the top of him and electrocute him, which yeah, they which did. Yeah, it was kind of working. But then one of the commanders was all like, no, turn it up, turn the voltage up. And then they totally killed the system, and he got mm-hmm. back up. So then... Um, then it was left to Mothra. Mothra stops it for a little bit, dies. Then Godzilla, who looked like he was going to eat the egg, just decides to, you know, whatever, I'm done with the egg. And then just goes on a meandering rampage. Like, it didn't really make sense the way he was just... So the thing was, like, Godzilla, he wasn't, like, trying to destroy anything. He's just really clumsy. Except... Like, they showed his clumsiness. But like, he'd he... be, like, walking and be like, oh, I guess I fall in this building on accident. No, because at the very end, which I watched this afternoon, he when you know, he was stepping on buildings, and, and then he blew fire at them. Well, that's because he was pissed because at the end they were shooting tanks and stuff at him. All right. So then, I'll, I'll moving on, maybe that's possible. So, yeah. um, Mothra dies, but then the egg hatches, because what do they do to hatch the egg? I forget. Uh, they sing more. Oh, yeah, so the little girls, the little people... And then they're also on the island, they're praying, like, or doing their ritual stuff. And two larvae, what are they called? What would you call them? Uh, they were, um... Pupa? No, I guess, yeah, whatever. They just weren't worms. <laughs> they emerge from the, um... The egg. Because they all thought it's supposed to be the next Mothra, but then everyone's shocked, like, there's two of them? So then there's two little things, and I'm like, how is this going to work? And also, the evil businessman apparently had an overlord evil businessman who screwed hit the, the, the underling evil businessman got screwed over by the overling 
uh, evil businessman. Yeah, and then and they... They kill yeah. Essentially, the one guy kills the other guy, and then the other guy dies because of Godzilla. Yeah. Well, I thought that it was pretty like interesting. They had the whole like um like biz like legal versus like moral thing. That was like the whole the business guys. They were just making like scheming stuff, but like they didn't care about people. They were like, making that super clear. It was like capitalism at its yeah. finest, which was just like. Look. But it wasn't even so much capital. I mean, it was capitalism too, but it was like. They were all about the laws, like, because they were like, uh, give the egg back. It's like, belongs to the thing, which is Mothra. Like, well, who's going to be the power of attorney for Mothra? <laughs> right, right. And they were just starting laughing, like, you know, like, you're not going to get that to work. You don't have any documents to show. Right, yeah, exactly. It was totally like the, just the legality of it. So anyway, the two worms, or whatever. They were worms. Larva. The they were larvae, if anything. Um, like eke their way out to Godzilla. And yeah. Meanwhile, the people somehow—I don't—I didn't really fully understand this. They kind of like run away. And, they're just moving around to where the battling's not happening. Right. So they're just escaping, and then um, the two larvae creatures, essentially the the pre-moth versions of Mothra, um, sneak attack Godzilla. And yeah. they start shooting liquid. It looks, looks like liquid, but in fact it's like a, a cocoon type thing. Yeah, well, first they bite him. Oh, yeah, he bites his tail. And then, like, Godzilla's freaking out. Freaking out. Godzilla was freaking out, like an epileptic <coughs> seizure. Must have, like, super hurt. Yeah, and then uh, they shoot the, 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 the Mothra webbing. Yeah, it's like they're silk. And the, and the, and the little... Larvae are like very good at dodging the fire and the rocks. They're like yeah, there's probably like ten or five minutes at least of like of larva shooting stuff and then dodging Godzilla's tail. <laughs> and and no, and his fire and the rocks. Yeah, and then like they're just like duck behind the wall. Yeah, it was very, they were very good at ducking. <laughs> and then so then Godzilla gets completely encased. Well, not completely. A Pretty thin, much. And then he like falls into the water. And then the larva swim off back to Mothra Island. Yeah, and it's end. a happy ending. We got rid of Godzilla. And that's the end of the movie. Like, literally, that's the end of the movie. Yeah. Godzilla falls off, the larvae, like, cut to larvae in the ocean, cut to the end. I know. It was pretty good. I liked it. So the other thing I was going to mention, so there's those two businesses, which I wouldn't have noticed the difference. But um, So there was the business that was doing the industrialization project, and then there was a the business that was trying to, like, capitalize on the egg. And both the business guys looked pretty much the same. They had the mustache with the glasses. but uh, And there were two photographer chicks, too. There were? Yeah, they looked the same. Like, they, they were caricatures, but they were different people. And, like, because uh, there was a photographer who did the radioactive thing, which was different than the photographer who went to see the people on the island. That? There were two sets of people. That's, I don't even... Because there was a scientist set. Those were the, the scientist ones were the ones who were, like, going after the, um, the first industrialization people. And then the non-scientist ones were the ones who were going after the ones who were trying to, like, do the egg thing. God, I man. think, anyways. That's how I, I understand. I didn't even... I didn't pick up any of that. Any of that. It was, yeah. But both of the photographer chicks were the insightful ones. So, 
I wanted to point out something, and I'm not sure if this is true or not, but I'm wondering if this was the first color Godzilla movie. Because, oh, yeah, maybe. Because I don't know if you saw what they did. In the, when the credits were running, rolling, it was the picture, I think it was like the water coming out of the irrigation tubes, and it was like black and white. Yeah, I didn't notice that. And then the camera panned or cut. It panned and cut, and then it went to vibrant color. And I was wondering if they kind of did something so that it was like they were trying to just like trick you into thinking, oh, another black and white Godzilla movie, and then wham, color. Oh, no, I didn't even notice that. It was. I thought that the effects were actually really good. I think the only effect that wasn't good was Godzilla. <laughs> yeah. Everything else, like the mini people, Mothra, they all looked really good. But Godzilla's eyes were ridiculously bad, and his whole suit just seemed shaky. Like they were trying to make it slow motion, but it. I mean, it's the classic thing, you know. Right. So FYI, I'm wrong. The movie prior to this, King Kong versus Godzilla. Was the first King Kong fought Godzilla? I didn't know that. Neither did I. But apparently in 1962, King Kong fought Godzilla, and that was the first ever color um, and, and widescreen Godzilla. It's pretty exciting. It's the most commercially successful of all the Godzilla films to date. Yeah, I can see King Kong like matching and like making it super successful. So, yeah, so this this was released in 63, so these are really, really close, because I think the one we watched was 64. Yeah, I thought it, I thought it was good. Oh, so also, like, all the egg jokes. That one uh, guy at the newspaper was always eating eggs, and they always pulled in jokes about eggs because it was a giant egg. Yeah, and, yeah, exactly. There was some weird, like, slapsticky moments in the movie that kind of, like... Like the egg moment, or when they were looking for the, the little people in the restaurant, and then they went all underneath the table, and then he lifted his head up and whacked it off the table. I know, yeah. It was pretty good. I also like the line, because uh, they were working for the newspaper, and then they knew that like the police weren't going to help, because they were the um, they were like, you should just write the story about the little, the little twins. But the guy was like, the newspaper can't enforce the law. I thought that was a pretty, pretty good line. I agree. I agree. Okay, so... Also, Godzilla was super not as big as I thought compared to... He was only like five or six stories tall. Oh, yeah, he wasn't that tall. So, FYI, Mothra versus Godzilla, or Godzilla versus The Thing, or Godzilla versus Mothra, all names of this, is actually only the fourth Godzilla movie. That's pretty cool. Godzilla was made in 1954... Yeah, so it was, like, just ten years after. That's still and, pretty long. And then Godzilla raids again, which was one year later, and then there was a eight, uh, seven-year um, like gap, and then it was King Kong versus Godzilla, and then Godzi- Mothra versus Godzilla. Yeah, oh, another thing. I didn't know Mothra was totally a good guy. Mothra- like, he was 100% on the human side. I thought it was just, like, going to be monsters fighting and humans having to be in the way. Yeah, see, that's what you told me, and I thought Mothra was a good guy. I didn't think so. Apparently, in other movies I was reading the Wikipedia, he's not a good guy. He's like uh, Godzilla's accomplice in some of the other movies. Mothra? Yeah. How many Mothras are there? I mean, there's. I think there's. there was like four... He was the second most popular character in the Godzilla series. Oh, so here, there's... I have... I'm going to send you this. Because he you. keeps regenerating because he's reborn and stuff. Aha, uh-huh. here, check this out, what I sent you right now. You should tweet it. Essentially, it's the list of, of the, the Godzilla movies, but also what monsters, 
work in there. Oh, that is pretty cool. So Mothra showed up again in the fifth movie, the next movie out. I know, I think he was pretty popular. But I think it's time for a rating. Okay, let's do it. What what do you what are you gonna give this movie? Uh oh I am going to give this movie a no, this is a special rating, though, mind you, okay? A special rating? Yeah, this is a special rating because of its historical context and its kind of, like, place in history. So I'm going to give it a 7. 7? That's pretty good. I'm yeah. giving it an 8. That's very good. Because I think that it... I mean, it plus the historical context, I thought it just, like, had, like, a kind of good story. Well, better than I thought, anyways. And I thought the caricature stuff was, like ridiculous in a good way. And, I mean, of course, like, it's a super classic. Like, I don't know. I thought it was really good. And the special effects I thought were good, too. It was cheesy, but also, like, not as cheesy as I thought it was going to be. Me, too. Exactly. I thought it was going to be more... I thought it was going to be, like, old kung fu movie style. But it was, like... I think it was more serious than an old kung fu movie. Right, and it had a lot more complicated themes. Even though the movie itself was kind of silly... It yeah. had a lot of stuff going on in it. And all the, like, deep stuff about, like, you know, the, you know, nature or, like, you know, business and, like, you have to be, like, care about the people even though, like, it's a business or super evil or whatever. I don't know. That didn't make sense. But that kind of stuff. Yeah. So let's pick next week's movie. Oh, yeah. we got to do that, too. Um, I've been, do- since it's episode 21, I've been drinking the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> um... What uh, what do you um, you want to do? Rotten Tomatoes fresh or what's how do you want to do it? I think yeah, Rotten Tomatoes sounds good. Right, that's rotten. what we did for this one. Yeah, that was a good that was a good pick on that. My... I think this is one of the yeah. Well, I, according to my rating, also one of the best ones. So I'm choosing total random out of Rotten Tomato. Me too. Oh, I got a good one. I got a good one. I think, I don't know this, but I maybe have heard of it. I got There Will Be Blood. Oh, that is, that is a very good movie. Have you seen it? Yes. That disqualifies it, though, I think. Oh, really? Okay. Not necessarily, because we did, both of us have seen Adam's Family, but... Well, it's a, it's a P.T. Anderson movie, and uh, starring Daniel Day-Lewis, and I think it's probably three hours long. And, 158 minutes. Yeah, and, but the... Eli? You gotta watch it. This is a great movie. That's that's my Daniel the Eli? Which one did you get? I, I got A Fish Called Wanda. Oh. Have you seen that? I have a long time ago. Is it good? Yeah, it's very good. I'm gonna pick another one if you since you've seen this. But I mean we maybe we could do that, but it's best if we haven't seen it. Okay, I'll choose another one. Fish Called Wanda is a good good movie. Oh I'm that's, thinking that's the running that's what we'll do. If oh I don't I don't want this is dumb I got the last temptation of Christ oh I got another one I saw so I'm flipping it hold on have you seen Last Temptation of Christ a uh, long time ago I've never seen it but this is probably the most liberal choosing that we've done I know I know well I got Katy Perry part of me have you seen that no. I think we should do that. All right, Katy Perry, part of me. Part of me? Yeah, it's like... I didn't uh, even know she had a movie. I think it's a concert thing. Wait, 
Oh, is it like... Is it a movie or like a documentary thing? I don't know. It says the movie. I'm pretty sure... Pop star Katy Perry is captured on and off stage in this revealing diary of her California Dreams tour. Featuring Los Angeles performances, the film shares the air of glamour and fun that radiates from this talented and unique artist. Okay, let's just do it. Oh, boy. All right. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm, maybe I'll learn something about Katy Perry. Yeah, th- so that implies that you want to learn something about Katy Perry. I don't know. She's a popular cultural icon. My, I know my wife is going to see me watching I do, this. I really like her, uh, the, that video with Snoop Dogg. I love this. According to a young fan interviewed in Katy Perry Part of Me, attending a Katy Perry concert is like being shot with an arrow of Katy Perryness. To watch the movie, a 3D concert documentary directed by Dan Cuthberth and Jane Lipsitz, is to be subject to an artillery barrage of Katy Perryness. Oh, snap! <laughs> So, all right, so Katy Perry, part of me. Ooh, all right. Ugh, man, I don't know. This is this Godzilla vs. Mothra had me way more excited. I know, me too. That was a, that was a hands down right there. Yeah. All but, right, do you have anything else you need to add to this wonderful episode? That wraps up our of age episode. Let me uh, just, I can finish off my Heineken here. All right, well, this is Parland saying toodaloo. And fresher. I didn't really have a thing to say, but... Well, we'll see you next week. Thanks for watching.